This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. My name is Kayla, and I'm an English teacher from the United States. You can find me on Instagram at English with Kayla, and on YouTube as well, where I make very long speaking lessons for you to learn English. And I teach English vocabulary that you cannot find in a textbook. And I hope that the way that I teach English is very fun and entertaining to you as well. Today's topic is sure to be entertaining. It's all about things that native speakers do not actually say. Now, the goal isn't always to be a native speaker, but to feel comfortable, you don't want to stand out while you're speaking English. You don't want to be saying phrases that are outdated, we just don't use, kind of odd to hear. So I'm going to give you the lowdown, which means the information on what phrases native English speakers do not say that I hear English learners use all of the time. I'm not sure if there's a textbook teaching these or if it's just not common knowledge that some of these phrases are not used, but I hope to help you in today's lesson. Thank you to this week's sponsor of the podcast. I really love Audible and it's something that I actually use and you can get a free trial of Audible at audibletrial.com forward slash EWK, like English with Kayla. And this offers listeners of this podcast a free audiobook to practice their English listening skills. That's right, it's free to you for 30 days and you get to keep the audiobook. And it helps support me and this podcast. So thank you so much for using the audibletrial.com forward slash EWK link. It really helps. Now let's get right into today's recommendation and lesson. I'm going to give you my recommendation of the week. And the last couple of weeks have been Netflix shows, but this week is actually a book. Can you believe it? Um, I thought that for the new year, these books might be very useful to you if you are trying to improve your habits or break bad habits. The book is called Better Than Before, and I actually listened to it on Audible back in 2018, I believe. And it's all about just improving your habits, like sleeping more, quitting sugar, procrastinating less, and just building a happier life. And then the book that actually goes along with this one is called The Four Tendencies, where you kind of explore these personality types that Gretchen Rubin writes about. My personality type is an upholder, and that so I'm called a upholder. I talked about this on Instagram before. It's kind of interesting. The way that I pursue goals and keep habits is I, one, pay attention to the expectations of people outside of myself, and then I have goals that internally I always have to uphold. I feel like I just need to keep the goals. I'm very determined. So these personality types will help you determine how you can build a better life. And I just really enjoyed this book. It's very informative. 
It's written pretty simply, so you could probably follow it along if you're listening to it or reading it in English. That's my recommendation of the week. Let's start out with those things that I hear English learners say all of the time, but they sound extremely unnatural. And if you're trying to sound like a native English speaker, these would not be phrases or words that you want to use. Now, it's not the most important thing to sound like you're a native English speaker, but I know that to speak English comfortably and confidently, you want to kind of blend in. You want to sound like the people around you. You want to be able to have a conversation without sticking out or sounding kind of odd. And I think the problem is that when you learn English, you usually start in a classroom, you start learning from a textbook, and maybe you learn from a teacher that hasn't visited an English-speaking country in a quite a few years, or they just never have in general. They learned English abroad as well. So these phrases get taught, and then sometimes they just don't get corrected, especially if you want to have conversations with English speakers. So a lot of people from all different parts of the world, this is not limited to just one country, call me dear. In the United States, that's a pretty outdated thing to say, especially to a female, is hello dear, or how are you doing today dear, or um, you look good today dear. We don't call people dear. The only time we actually use dear is in a very formal letter or a formal email even. So I want you to stop saying dear. Don't call people dear. It's actually, it's not offensive exactly. It's just a little bit off-putting to me. I'm always like, I'm not your dear. Like, I'm not sure why you're calling me that. It's not affectionate either, even as a friend. So I won't take it the wrong way if you tell me it, but I just want you to know that we don't say that here, and it's a little bit off-putting. But again, I understand that you're learning English, but not everyone is an English teacher, so keep that in mind. If you say that to another native English speaker, they could be really thrown off and... They might even ask you, why are you calling me dear, honestly. But as an English teacher, I definitely understand it's kind of cultural. It's being taught abroad as an acceptable thing to say, and it's just not common at all. We do not call each other dear in the United States, at least. Once in a while, you might say dear to your boyfriend or girlfriend, but you would have to be dating for a long time, and you might be joking around if you say, hello, dear, or how are you doing today, dear? That's why it's really strange, because we only say it when we're joking here. Another thing that, as an adult English learner, obviously my students used to call me Miss or Mrs. I'm a Mrs. because I'm married. But when another adult calls me Miss, Miss Kayla, or just Miss in general, it's off-putting. It doesn't really seem necessary, even as a sign of respect. Again, I'm not trying to condemn you for using these terms or using these words, but I just want you to know it's just not common and it makes you sound foreign, to be honest. And sounding foreign is not a bad thing. Accents are great. Accents are beautiful, but just different cultural norms apply in different places. So I want you to know that we don't really call each other miss for adults. Children will call adults miss or missus or mister, but If another male adult walks up to me and says, hello, miss, I just find that very strange. It's not really 
common behavior. Going right along with that, when people call me teacher, teacher Kayla or just teacher, it's a little off-putting as well. I have called myself teacher because I know it just helps learners understand like I am a teacher, I'm here to help teacher Kayla. But once you have a conversation with another adult who's an English teacher, you don't really need to call them teacher or teacher Kayla or whatever their name is. Even children do not call me teacher. That would would be very young children might say teacher, 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 but they don't say teacher Kayla. So it's not common again here, especially amongst adults. Now I posted about this next one. It is a phrase that just sounds hilarious to me because it's so outdated. It might be British, might be common in British English to be honest. I don't really know if they say this or not still today, but I know in America this is such an outdated phrase. And if you say it, you will sound British or you will sound like you're from the 1800s. The phrase is I loathe. So if you loathe something, it means you extremely dislike it. There are such better ways to say I loathe. You could say I'm sick of it. You could say I hate it. You could say it's not really my thing. These are all really natural phrases. And some of them are obviously idioms or not direct language, but even just to say simply, I just really don't like it, is better than I loathe it. I loathe, the word loathe sounds strange. We don't use it anymore, at least here in the United States. If you are a British English speaker, I guess let me know. I don't know if there are many British English speakers listening to the English Vocabulary Help podcast. That would be kind of funny if they were. To get some quick ideas to help you guys learn what native English speakers do not say for this podcast, I went to my direct messages on Instagram, which social media, especially Instagram, when you're kind of growing and you're following as I am right now, gets to be kind of crazy. You have people messaging you strange requests. You have, of course, if you're female, you have men kind of pestering you, kind of being perverted, to be honest. It doesn't matter how attractive or non-attractive you are. I think men just have a weird thing on social media where they like to pester women. Not all men, but there are a lot out there. So I went through my DMs. I kind of had to sift through them, my direct messages. And obviously, I get some really good direct messages. I get some really genuine questions. I have made friends just through Instagram and direct messages, but (laughs) you have to um, find the needles in the haystack. That means it's an idiom for, like, you have to look through all of the bad things to find one good thing, or there's so many bad messages that I have to delete, 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 you know, and then also I see a really good question, or someone really trying to learn English, or telling me that they listen to the podcast, and I'm like, Ah, yes. Okay. So, I had to go, long story short, I went through my DMs to find just some questions and phrases that don't sound natural and they actually could be incorrect or just really outdated and I'm wondering if I can help you just kind of learn better phrases to use. I get people who message me, "Would you please help me know?" That isn't entirely incorrect. Would you please help me know? And then they'll say, would you please help me know English? 
first of all, would you please help me learn English? Or would you please teach me English? Those are correct questions. Those sound better. Is it the best way to approach someone, especially an English teacher? No, especially through a direct message. Because it's like, what do you want me to message you back? Like, yes, I have like free lessons for you. Or here's everything you need to know in one message. Obviously, taking time to learn English is important and it will take years of hard work and studying and I can only give you so much over social media so don't message me would you please help me know English or please help me learn English there's nothing wrong with those phrases but they just it doesn't make any sense and I appreciate people that take time I'm gonna give you some tips here to say exactly what they like about your page or what they like about your teaching style not just teacher you are beautiful or teacher you first of all don't say teacher remember I said that's not really natural in the first place just say hey Kayla like I really like the way you explained this word that's always a great way to get someone's attention through a message through an email just first starting off genuine what do you like about them what has been helpful And definitely don't just come off like, I think you're beautiful because almost every female that I know will not respond to that or just take that the wrong way. Like, that's not what I'm putting out there unless they're literally looking for a date and they're saying I'm looking for a date or I'm looking for a boyfriend. Don't, don't start with you're beautiful. (laughs) Um, I also find it like if I haven't met you before, to say, um, how are you? Or how have you been? It's like we've never talked before, so I don't know where you want this conversation to go to because you don't know me, so I could say good, but it's kind of a waste of both our time. So start out with something specific. Don't use the phrase, help me know, help me learn. Just be like, hey, I I was hoping that you could help me out with this. Could you please explain to me or could you please teach me and then give me something specific? I hate, this is just the worst when people just message me, I want to have a call with you because again, we don't know each other. I'm not sure you would message anyone else this who you haven't met before and want to speak with them. And I know it's just really difficult to find a speaking partner, but this is not the way to do it. I want to have a call with you. Quick interruption to this podcast. I wanted to thank the sponsor, Audible, for sponsoring the podcast and the continued support. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash EWK, like English with Kayla, it helps support the English Vocabulary Podcast. When you sign up for a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook with Audible. So you get to listen to an English book and it will improve your listening skills greatly. And I recommend Audible because I've been using Audible since 2015. It's something I really enjoy. You have access to so many great books. I have so many recommendations for good memoirs, good self-improvement books, and some English help books. So again, if you use my link and you want to work on your listening skills, let me know which book you are going to choose for free with this Audible trial. Thanks again to Audible and let's get back to the lesson. So people ask me questions through Instagram and I try to answer as many as possible and I 
I bust my butt. (laughs) That means like I work really hard on Tuesdays to try to get through as many questions as possible because I know that people, you know, if I respond to someone's question box on Instagram, like I kind of feel bad when they don't answer it. And people give me really good English questions and I know if they're asking the question that there's probably tons of people out there that have the same question. So If you're not following me on Instagram, English with Kayla, go follow so you can ask me questions on Tuesday. But I get people in my question box that literally say, can I ask you a question? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yes, that's why this is here. Native English speakers do actually say, can I ask you a question? And it's honestly the most redundant thing to say because... If you're going to ask someone, if you can ask them a question, like, there's really no point. You should just start with your question, of course. They're not, uh, they're not often going to say, no, you can't ask me a question. Especially if it's a teacher or your boss or someone you work with that needs to help you. The same goes with, could you do me a favor? It's kind of not really necessary You might just want to present your favor kindly. And if you're messaging me on Instagram and we've never met, we've never talked before, do not message me. Could you do me a favor? I will not respond. Just ask me your question. Give me a genuine question that I can help you with. Another great phrase to say instead of all these ones that I have continually told you, it just sound awkward or weird, is just to say, I hope you're doing well. Then ask your question or make your comment, whatever you want to do. Just leading with the phrase, I hope you're doing well, is really common in the United States. And it's just a very kind way to start a conversation. Another message that I'm looking at that just sounds really weird is someone said, congrats to your lessons. To say congrats to your... I don't know, unless it's a big achievement... Unless it's a big achievement, saying a congratulations doesn't really make sense. It needs to be something that someone has worked for a while to achieve. Like, Or we often say congrats on your marriage, congrats on the new baby. Congrats to your lessons is weird. You might just want to compliment someone in this case and just say, I really like your lessons or your lessons are really high quality or... I find your lessons very interesting. Just more so commenting on the quality of the lessons rather than just saying congrats to them. Congrats in this case makes zero sense. The last thing that I want to talk about that native English speakers don't really get wrong, or if they do, they sound weird, is to add an article in front of a company or a brand that doesn't have an article. So by articles, I mean a or the or an. If you say the Facebook, sounds weird. It's just Facebook. And if you ever watch the movie The Social Network, which I highly recommend, it's an older movie, but it's about Mark Zuckerberg and the founding of Facebook. It's really good. But they joke about how they shouldn't call it the Facebook, just call it Facebook. So now, since Facebook's such a popular brand, if you say the Facebook, it sounds very odd. It sounds like you are out of touch and out of date. 
The same goes with the Instagram, the Twitter. This is something maybe my grandma would say because she's not super familiar with social media. But you definitely don't want to be saying the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. I can't think of any other good brand examples, but this is just one thing I want you to look out for. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's English Vocabulary Help Podcast. I hope that you learned some interesting lessons from today's podcast, things not to say because they just sound odd or they sound outdated. And if you have been saying these, don't feel bad. Again, none of these are really offensive, but they just might be a little off-putting. And by that, I mean an English speaker might think, hmm, why did they say that to me? It's kind of a strange way to put it. It's okay to be strange sometimes, but if you're trying to sound more native, more natural, the recommendations I made today are going to help you. It would help me so much if you subscribe to the podcast, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, share it with a friend, and if you're on iTunes, give it a five-star review and tell me what you liked about the podcast. It helps me so much if you do that because it just shows Apple that other people might want to listen to the podcast as well. Thanks for listening again. Stay tuned for next Thursday's podcast and good luck studying English.